Let's go. 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 Let's Okay, welcome back to NBA University and happy tra- trade but tr- hold on trade <laughs> deadline day. I'm so excited I can't even say it. Um, and as we're starting this, the Toronto Raptors just acquired Marcus Saul. Um, so welcome to the episode. <laughs> Um, we're really just going to talk about the, the deadline the, this whole episode. There's uh, about an hour and five minutes left until the deadline's over. So I'm going to record right through that um, and just give you updates on that, uh, as well as go over sort of um, some of the trades that have already happened. Uh, so what do you think of Gasol to the Raptors? Yeah, so right before we started this, you... We basically, well, Michael suggested that since the Bucks have done, got Miritich and, and done well so far, that it seems like Toronto's going to have to do something. And they apparently were listening because they just pressed the button on Marcus Hall. So uh, we thought it would be a different Grizzlies player and maybe Mark or uh, Conley. But I mean, either one's going to work well. Um, I'm interested to see what they had to attach. Obviously, we think it's going to be Valanciunas. Um, but there's a lot of other directions they could go to add with Valanciunas for this trade, and I'm kind of interested to see who they had to include. Yeah, so I know um, with Charlotte trying to get Marcus Saul, their deal with Biombo, um, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and a protected first, and they were really getting hung up on the first round picks with the protections. Uh, and it's interesting because the Raptors don't have their pick this year, uh, so the closest uh, or the, the closest first round pick they can trade is 2021 um, so I'm interested to see if the Grizzlies just value Jonas Valanciunas a little bit more um, the way the money sort of works is Valanciunas, Norman Powell I think or CJ Miles if they want to expire him I would imagine CJ Miles is the, is the trade um and possibly a second-round pick or a heavily protected first-rounder. Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, C.J. Miles, and a 2024 second-round pick. Well, you got some of it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Doesn't feel like a lot, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I think that's a really, really good trade because one, Jonas Valanciunas has been hurt. Um, He's been really good, and he's still only 26. It feels like he's been around for a while. Um but he's, he's still a very, very good player. Uh, I think Marcus Saul, um, I mean, he's 34 now, I believe. Um, so getting there, getting up there in age, um, but still has incredible playmaking ability from, from the center position. So I don't know if that's enough to keep Kawhi, uh, but they're certainly going out and trying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
So it'll be interesting to see how he fits in because um, that's sort of an aging uh, front court outside of Pascal Siakam. It really feels like a home run for the Raptors because, I mean, DeLon Wright's a really good NBA player, solid backup guard, but they still have Fred Van Vliet who can who basically has been playing as their backup point guard anyways. Um, C.J. Miles is like your off-the-bench type scorer that hasn't been incredibly good this year. Um, honestly, didn't offer the Raptors what they thought he was going to bring this year, so I don't think they mind moving on from that. Um, and then, who else am I forgetting? Oh, Valanciunas, who is good, but you're upgrading with Marcus Hall anyways, so that works out just fine. And the 2024 second-round pick, that's a waste away. Yeah, and who knows what happens with that? And I don't know. I don't know if it's said. Yeah, there's no, I don't know if there's any protections on it. Because um, a lot of times teams will throw them like 31 to 55 protected, which like rarely conveys. So um, this really just feels like Gasol Valanciunas swap. Makes more sense for the Grizzlies to do this because Gasol's, like I said, 34, Valanciunas is 26. Um, fit more into the youth. Uh, I think C.J. Miles, uh, he has two years left on his. I'm not sure if he has a player option or not. Um, but he's definitely not going to be a part of their long term. He's been pretty, pretty bad this year. Uh, not really providing anything for them. Um, so, yeah, he has a player option next, uh, next season. So... I don't know. I, I, I like it for the Grizzlies because... Valanciunas does also. Right, yeah. So Valanciunas has a, a $17.6 million player option. And DeLon Wright is expiring. So realistically, there's a possibility none of these players are on the, team, on the Grizzlies next year. <laughs> I would imagine um, Valanciunas opts out, but Grizzlies re-sign him. They have their, his bird rights. Um, so Valanciunas and DeLon Wright, I, I would... Imagine sign four-year deals next year with the Grizz. Obviously, depending on how they play, but um, I think they really fit into that Grizzlies grit and grind type of style. Um, and Valanciunas and Jaron Jackson in a front court together isn't bad. So I think it's a it's a pretty even trade. Um, gives Raptors gives the Raptors the same type of flexibility. They get a little bit more money off. Um, they're only taking $24 million back and giving up 27 So it uh, just gives them more flexibility with Kawhi um, up in the air this summer. Um, yeah. I like, it. I like it for, I mean, I like it more for the Raptors, but I can see why the Grizzlies did it too. What did you say the trade was from the, uh, from the Hornets? Um, so what they were offering was is Mac Biombo, who's uh, I believe I'm expiring. Um, Michael Kidd Gilchrist and um, a first round pick that was heavily protected. Uh, I think they were talking about like a top twenty protected, and that's where the Grizzlies sort of got hung up on. Do you think the Raptors deal is better? Yeah, yeah. I think because Biombo's um, someone they would either bought out uh, or uh, just wouldn't be on the team next year. Michael Kidd Gilchrist has some time left on his 
uh, contract. I think he has. I'll have to look it up. Um, but I think Valanciunas is a far better uh, NBA player than Gilgis is. Uh, his three-point percentage has gone up, but uh, still not what it needs to be for a 3-and-D type of player. Uh, he sort of falls in with Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, where he's in between positions. Uh, very good defender, but is limited, very limited offensively. Um, and it isn't a good enough defender. Uh, to make him worth that $13 million next year uh, on his player option. So I, I think the Grizzlies definitely found the better deal, especially DeLon Wright as well. Uh, that's another good young player. Um, so another trade that happened just before the Marcus Gasol trade was the Grizzlies are very active right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Traded Garrett Temple and Jermichael Green for Avery Bradley. So, what do you think of that one? Cap space. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think Clippers are just looking for uh, a ton of cap space to attract Katie and Kawhi um, to sort of pair up with Shea uh, and Jerome Robinson starting to come on a little bit. Landry uh, Shamit now too. Yeah, now getting Landry Shamit, um, and I think they're Spoiler getting alert. a pretty attractive um, trade package for Anthony Davis. So they could possibly have a big three next summer, uh, and that could be a scary, scary team. Be very fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just ton of defense, ton of length, and ton of offensive ability, and. The Knicks and Lakers are gonna just sort of be stuck holding the bag, and if if the Clippers keep making these intelligent moves to to clear up space and get good young guys to surround those guys, so. Oh, uh, you mean the the Lakers aren't making intelligent moves right now, <laughs> or the Knicks for that matter? Yeah, I mean the Knicks Knicks have done much better than um, the Lakers have. Lakers have just got hung up on AD. Um, the Reggie Bullock move isn't it's, doesn't move the needle either way. I don't think um, he's a, he's a good wing. He's shooting really well this year. Um, a good defender, but again, it's it's not creating creating space. I mean, Kyler is on a rookie contract from a second round pick, so it's not like he's making a ton of money. So, I, I don't know. The, I think the Lakers really need to start making some some moves to get rid of guys like Lance Stevenson, um, get rid of Rondo, uh, these veterans, to bring back some assets and some picks and some cap relief. I know a lot of these guys are on one-year deal, so they'll have the cap space, but um, bring back some draft picks because they're unwilling to get rid of four of them, so... Start trading for them. So to kind of flip this a little bit, let's focus on the Eastern Conference. So you have the top of the conference. The Bucks make the move for Miritich. Raptors now make the move for Gasol. Sixers make a move for Tobias Harris. It feels like there has to be something Boston does, right? No, oh, yeah. Celtics can't stand Pat. <laughs> they're they're. Definitely below the Bucks and Raptors 
and after Philly, depending on how that trade works out, um, how Tobias fits in, um, they're certainly fourth at, at absolute best. So they have to do something here. Um, do you have any ideas for them? Uh, honestly, not really. <laughs> do you? Um, I guess going after... We were talking earlier, I think they need to get bigger. Um, they could always make a big splash and try to go after Andre Drummond. Um, we've talked about that before. Um, but there's really... I mean, Ennis Cantor, but I think they're looking at Cantor in the buyout market. Don't want to give up assets for him right now. You think DeAndre Jordan would help if they bought him? Well, once he gets bought out, if that happens? Uh, he would, Yeah, he would certainly help. Uh, I don't know how well he fits in offensively there because they're an offense that's predicated on all five being able to make plays. Um, whoever's on the court, um, even if it's Aaron Baines, Daniel Tice, like, these guys that they can make plays from the five position, something that DeAndre Jordan's never been able to do in his career. Uh, so I think someone like Ennis Cantor makes a lot more sense. Um, Dwayne Dedman from Atlanta. Um, I, don't, I don't see any really other bigs that are that are available right now. Um, maybe. I mean, they. They could get aggressive and try to get Vucevic in some way. They obviously have to pair together a lot, but... Yeah, I wonder what... So, Vucevic is going to be an unrestricted free agent, making 12.75 this year. Um, it's tough because he's probably going to be a rental for them. Um, so, who do you give up in a rental? Uh, I would be fine with Boston giving up their own pick. Because uh, that's a, a late first rounder this year. Um, but to make salaries match, I like Marcus Morris on that team. I think he provides a lot for them. Maybe Aaron Baines. Um, you can't, I don't think you can trade Baines. Oh, that's right. Um, Early bird or whatever the heck that's called. Well, you can still trade them. So with, with Bird, I guess this is a good time to explain that. Um, so there's essentially two main headings of Bird. So it's Bird rights and Early Bird rights. Essentially what that means is Early Bird's rights are when a player has played two seasons for a team. Um, bird rights mean they've played three seasons. And with bird rights is once their contract is up of that two years or three years, whatever whatever one it is, um, they can sign that player over the salary cap. Um, if they're over, they can um, sign them for more. So um, you can acquire bird rights. So let's say Aaron Baines, I think he's on his second second year of his deal. So he'd have early bird rights that they can trade to um, Orlando in this case. And Orlando has his early bird rights at the end of the season and can re-sign them if they're over the cap. Um, so it's, it's just I think that's just saying that um, he has early bird rights that they can trade for. I'm not actually sure what why 
So just as a, we're going to be bouncing around all over the freaking world today because that's just how this is going to work. But <laughs> um, to, on a lighter note, at 11.36 this morning, the Toronto Raptors tweeted a picture of Jonas Valanciunas with the caption, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> no longer is he back. <laughs> so he's back from in- the day he's back from injury. An hour later, he's traded. <laughs> this just isn't real. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that's crazy about this day as fans. We obviously love it um, to see different players going to different teams, how they'll fit. Um, but there is a real um, human element to it. Uh, you saw it last night with Harrison Barnes. Uh, had an idea he was getting traded, but still wanted to play anyway. Uh, and you saw in, in the third quarter, um, got subbed out and was informed that he was traded. So it does suck that um, players are getting traded have to go across country to a completely new team, um, all new players, new role a lot of the times. So it's, it's a lot to take in and just to remember that for each trade as we go through these fake trades. Um, but what did you think of that Harrison Barnes trade? Yeah, I think that was probably, if not our favorite, one of our favorite trades so far. Um, I think the Kings have pretty much made it known they've been looking for a bigger, uh, basically a Harrison Barnes type wing. Um, and to, to acquire someone like that, that they currently have plans of extending uh, for Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph. Uh, Randolph hasn't even, I don't think he's been active in a single game yet this year. Um, and Justin Jackson, I think, is pretty much capped out on what he's going to be uh, as a player for in the NBA, which he's a, he, I think he can be a good off-the-bench wing uh, that, that can really do pretty much everything. He just doesn't do every, anything great. Um, but I don't think he's going to get a whole lot better. And I think Harrison Barnes adding to that team, uh, that already has a lot of young talent, and then you bring in a veteran that has definitely has a lot of basketball ability. Uh, it's just a matter of consistency, I think, for the most part with him. And he's kind of flown under the radar this year, having one of his better consistent seasons so far. Um, if they, it's nice because the Kings. It seems like they kind of want to make a playoff push with that move to me. And if they do, then they're ahead of schedule. Um, if they don't, they still can work on extending Harrison Barnes if that uh, relationship works out with them. So I, I really like the trade for them. Uh, and I think Dallas, kind of their, their idea behind it was uh, probably not going to re-sign Harrison Barnes anyways. I guess you, theoretically they still can uh, if he leaves in the offseason from Sacramento. But um, really trying to keep their own draft pick instead of send it to the Hawks this year, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a move for cap space. It's a move to tank uh, because if they keep the um, their pick, like I told you last night that the Knicks lost this trade um, because if they keep their pick, Knicks' pick gets pushed out another year. Um, and when that Dallas pick gets pushed out to uh, 2022, uh, I mean... Chris Apps will be 20, 25, 26. Luca will be 21, 22. And that team is a serious playoff contender, depending on the moves that they make. 
and all of a sudden that Knicks unprotected first rounder is going to be uh, 18th to 25th range. Um, so I really thought the Knicks lost that trade um, out of anyone, really. Um, but was Harrison Barnes traded before or after Otto Porter? I can't remember now. Before, I think. Otto was later last night, if I remember correctly. Um, so I, I would... I mean, obviously... I got a list of it somewhere. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to look for right now. But the the Kings got Otto Porter. I mean, they basically got him for nothing. Um, I mean, you wouldn't be saying that if this was two years ago with Jabari Parker before his second injury, second ACL tear. Um, but right now, where he's at, um, how poor he's been defensively, um, and just not given a chance in Chicago. And then adding Bobby Portis, who's a good young player, um, but isn't going to be anything crazy, and he's coming up on an extension here shortly. So um, just for those two players to get out of Porter, who I think is playing in a very toxic environment, uh, definitely it's been affecting his play because if you look at last year when they were a playoff team, um, he was unbelievable. Plays both sides of the ball. Um, is a perfect complement player. And honestly, making $25, $27 million a year um, in the next couple of years isn't going to be that much with the cap going up, um, the gambling money maybe being in time then um, where the cap really spikes. And all of a sudden that looks like a bargain deal for him. So if the Kings... Also, reach, I lied. Auto Porter was... Uh, 18 hours ago, and Harrison Barnes was 16 hours ago. Oh, okay. So was, I, I just wonder why why Washington rushed that, and I just saw one of their beat writers um, has just said that Washington, so Chase Hughes, um, he covers the Wizards. He said the Wizards are not done dealing yet, um, and you can expect another... Uh, trade before the in the next 45 minutes and so far this year they've traded Otto Kelly Oubre and uh, Markeith Morris which are three of their top five scorers from last year if anyone was just watching the jump yep and they returned they got for that Trevor Reza Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis and and I saw yeah and I saw yesterday they were or yeah I think it was yesterday that Kind of, Ariza doesn't want to leave to go to L.A., and the Wizards sort of want to extend him, possibly, after his contract's up. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. That's my gut reaction. Um, Obviously, I get it because, like I was saying earlier, um, getting traded and having to move cross-country, all that stuff is is a pain. And someone like Ariza who's been literally on both coasts, been in the middle, um, been really all over the place. I can understand why he wants to settle down. Uh, same thing that happened with Lou Williams after he got traded to the Clippers, and he signed that bargain deal. He just—it was more about staying in one place than than constantly moving. Um, so I, I think that's what a lot of it goes into, especially later in your career. You kind of want to just hang out with one team, get get comfortable, um, and sort of get ready for after basketball and. He liked DC when he was here originally. 
Um, and I think that's why he wants to stay. I saw Dan Steinberg, who's like one of the popular DC sports writers, but he uh, yesterday when Otto got traded, he tweeted a picture from uh, an interview with I can't remember who, someone in the front office of the Wizards, but it was from January 31st, and it said like uh, Otto, John Wall, and Bradley Beal not up for trade, won't even be discussed, like yeah. so on and so forth. And then he said. Uh, weird how a slip and fall and your star's own home can drastically change your roster so much. <laughs> yeah, it's the one that was a weird situation with John Wall. Um, but we, we had, t- it was funny, you asked me if I was the Wizards when I blow it up. And I said I'd trade Otto Porter and literally like 30 minutes later he was traded. <laughs> um, but I think they have to do a better job of trading their assets and getting picks. They didn't get a single pick in any of these trades. Um, and that's just rushing and trying to rebuild quickly um, by getting guys that are good role players, but they need the, the star players behind them. And with John Wall out basically all of next year um, and really just Bradley Beal now, uh, with very limited cap space. I don't know what they're doing. If they think they can rebuild their free agency or trades, um, they're going to have to do it through through draft picks. Next update. All I can say is sham. Wow. Clippers just waved Marcin Gortat. Ooh, that's a player that the Celtics can, can uh, sign for sure. And I'm wondering if any player on the Clippers, uh, after this deadline's over, will be making more than a million dollars this year. Because <laughs> this is getting just, I mean, they might have max, four max spots coming up here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're really going all in on this summer. They have, they must know that they have a really good chance at Kawhi. Um, and I think that's making Toronto panic. So this is going to be a wild end of the end of the deadline here, just because um, there's just teams chasing each other, basically. Uh, so now that speaking of Toronto, so now that um, uh, Gasol is there, and they obviously give up Valanciunas, do you think they still make the play to get Conley involving Kyle Lowry somehow, or do you think that because I I feel like. If, if the Grizzlies make the Gasol deal, then they're pretty much trying to make the Conley deal as well. I don't think there's a reason to keep one of them and not the other. So I think in the next 40 minutes, something's going to happen with Conley. Do you think the Raptors have the best shot? Um, or do you think the Raptors would even still be interested in that? Yeah, the Raptors are definitely still interested in Conley. I think I saw something that... Um, there's only four players that have um, the offensive efficiency and defense efficiency uh, of a certain metric. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was Paul George, um, Mike Connolly. Now I'm forgetting all the other players. But there's only four of them in the NBA, and Mike Connolly still can do it on both ends. So um, they certainly would love to to bring him in, but. I think he's going to be too steep of a cost for the Raptors, especially not having their first rounder this year. Um, so 2021 being the first one that they can trade 
Uh, I think it's going to be very difficult to get them, even with Kyle Lowry. So what's a possible spot that if you're the GM, you'd do everything you could to get them? Besides uh, Toronto, obviously. I think Indiana's interesting. Um, don't don't try it on the trade machine. I drove myself nuts with that one. <laughs> uh, well, I mean the because the I believe the Pacers are under the salary cap um, or close. They don't have to fully match. Uh, let me see. Um, so they, I mean, they could do a trade where they take his money back without sending it as much back. But I mean, a Thad Young, Darren Collison, Miles Turner, and a first, uh, I think, can get it done. Um, Darren Collison can take over the the point guard for this this year. He's he's expired after this this season as well. Stad Young, that Young's a really good a good player. Um, and then getting Miles Turner, I just want that Miles Turner, Jaron Jackson front court. Uh, that's really what it comes down to. Um, Selfish. I, I think yeah, but I think a, a teams would shoot forty percent in the paint against those guys. That feels high. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Pacers are an interesting team for Conley. Um, the Jazz obviously have been going after him. I think ultimately ends up in Utah. Uh, I think Utah just needs to part ways with that first rounder and just put a protected first rounder um, in, in 2021. Um, because. The, they can't be trusted now with late first round picks anymore after drafting Grayson Allen, but Hey. <laughs> Easy tough guy. <laughs> um yeah, I think Utah make, it would make sense. Detroit is a team to look out for with Conley. Uh I think getting rid of Reggie Jackson and, uh, <laughs> Did did you see who Gortat is interested in signing with? I didn't uh who did he say? I love this one. The Warriors. Oh, of course. <laughs> Who wouldn't be trying to see? <laughs> and, I mean, it makes sense. That's annoying. <laughs> I like, thought you'd like that. Like Steph Curry needs anyone else setting a legal screen <laughs> for him. <laughs> Sorry, not to interrupt what you were saying before, but I just knew you were going to really like that one. It really does make sense. Um, I mean, they have Boogie and Kevon Looney. Damien Jones is out for the year. Uh, I think that can... I mean, Kevon Looney's been awesome this year, especially defensively, uh, even though he looks like a coat rack. <laughs> he's all skin and bones, but somehow he's strong. Yeah, yeah, he's able to put up a good fight. But um, I think adding Gortat there it would make sense. He's an upgrade from Zaza Pachulia that they had a couple years ago. Um, Someone who just really sets tough screens, sometimes illegal, um, and dives hard to the paint, has some good roll gravity. Um, I mean, a guy like with the nickname Polish Hammer, you, get, you pretty much get what he's going to get right off the top there. Yep. <laughs> and he's one of the best at tipping it out to on offensive rebounds. Yeah, I hope he doesn't sign there. 
Um, that's what. So that's one of his. That was Chris Haynes saying that. Who's pretty? I think t- closely tied to the Warriors. I think that's just more of what Gortat is saying, or at least possibly leading on. But uh, who knows if the Warriors are gonna do that? I don't see why they wouldn't. But there's obviously still a lot that could happen. Oh, also, I don't know if you saw. Um, so it was. What is today? The seventh. So yesterday. <laughs> Um, Gortat had tweeted out, um, damn crazy news, NBA people, um, and some random Clipper fan responds to him saying, you're next, and he promptly responds with, your mom is next. (laughs) 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 Uh, It it almost feels like if you do tweet something about this, you're guaranteed to be traded. (laughs) I know, like, so, it's only the people that say stuff that are always moved, and then you see the tweet, like, 20 minutes later. Yeah, Just shut well, up for three hours, will you? So Mario Zonia is definitely next. <laughs> I think he tweeted this morning, Woj Bomb Day. Um. <laughs> and, and I just can't believe how much the Pelicans are basically trolling the Lakers over this trade that they tried with Anthony Davis. I mean, you got... This morning, the first tweet I saw when I woke up was them with, like, the that little hourglass thing. That was literally the only thing in the tweet. Now I see they have this countdown, an hour-long countdown. Like, they literally are just trying to ruin the Lakers. Yeah, it's... Well, it's, it's honestly because the Lakers aren't trading them anything. <laughs> um, it's just... Someone made a very good point that these guys are one to two years away from having to sign an extension after their rookie deal. And you're just going to have really expensive role players at that point for Anthony Davis. Um, none of these guys, I think Lonzo Ball is really the only one that has an, an opportunity to, to get a lot better um, because of how good his defense has been. Um, he obviously has the instincts and the basketball IQ um, on the offensive side to become something close to an all-star, if not an all-star. Um, but, I mean, Kuzma, Hart, Ingram, uh, Zubac, those guys are all um, pretty close to what they're going to be for their career. And that's not, despite Kuzma's fan level this, this season, with the all-star votes, they're not going to be all-stars. So why trade for one possible all-star who I think wouldn't be an all-star in New Orleans? Um, and just some couple mid-round first or mid-first round picks. I, I just for the Lakers to get mad at that is just unbelievable to me. And like we said when we were talking about it initially, but the, there's no rush in the Pelicans. Like literally zero rush whatsoever. They can wait as long as they want until what next year's trade deadline is really the that the true deadline for them. Yeah, that's why I'm confused with all these people. Like, why hasn't AD been traded yet? It's like, why are they rushing? He's the <laughs> one that requested the trade. They're not going to rush it. Also, the, if the Lakers want AD, the exact same offer will be on the table next year when they try to do this, or even before the draft or anything. Rouge bomb! Clippers are trading Muscala yep. to the Lakers for Beasley and Zubach. Whoa. Wow, that's a... Zubach. Overvalue on Mike Muscala. 
I know. <laughs> Holy crap. That is, that, that's, that's got to be simply calorie, or calorie, salary cap. Well, um, I know something sad. What's that? I thought Muscala was still on the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's your overvalue there. <laughs> I, I th- well, I think Mike Muscala has been playing very well for um, the Sixers this season. Obviously, got traded in that Tobias Harris trade. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a salary move because he's unrestricted free agent next summer. Um, so don't expect him in L.A. anymore. What do you mean? The Clippers making a salary move? That's weird. Well, I, no, I mean the Lakers. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> I believe Zubac has one more year. Um, let me double check on that. Uh, he's got so many teams up right now. Uh, oh, no, so Zubac, that doesn't make any sense to me. Muscala is done after this year. Yeah, Muscala's on a $5 million deal this year, and that's it. Beasley and Zubac... I mean, are making a combined five million, a little over five million. Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not understanding that one. Yeah, but it's the Lakers. You don't understand what they do ever. I. Um. Zubac has one year, one point five million, and he's been playing outstanding. Like probably the one of the only consistent players the Lakers have had all year. But they they just traded one of their. Anthony Davis trade pieces. Right. Muscala's not going to intrigue the Pelicans any more than Zubac did. All I can say is, Sham, wow. The Kings have traded Scal to the Blazers for Caleb Swanigan. Can I catch my breath before something else happens? <laughs> Jesus Christmas. This is ridiculous. Woj isn't even going to have fingers left by the end. <laughs> Four years ago, I saw Woj. That's when Woj actually like broke down during the trade deadline. He tweeted out one time, "Good lord!" <laughs> and I think that's going to happen again. Um, so I think that's a weird move between LA teams. Um, again, it's just cap space for the Clippers, although it doesn't really affect much of that. Um, now, for the Kings, I think that's smart for um, the Trailblazers to give Scal a chance. I think he's someone who has a ton of talent, uh, just needs to be in a better situation because of how well Bagley and Giles are playing together. Um, Lily Cauley-Stein, he doesn't get many rotation minutes there. Um, and Scal, I think, can bring what Portland needs. It's a big shooter. Um, I think he'd be interesting with Zach Collins in the front court or even Nurkic, uh, especially with Alfredo Camino going into unrestricted free agency this summer. Um, so I like that. Kings, um, more of a, a salary move, I believe. I mean, I, I, I think Swanigan is in the same boat as Scal for the most part. I think they both have talent to stay in the league and play in the league but they haven't gotten great opportunities to showcase it and I mean obviously they're just flip flopping opportunities right now but uh, I don't I don't know is Swanigan almost he's got to be ending his rookie deal right next no, year so Swanigan, two years Swanigan's on the books next year for two million and then has a team option in 
2020-2021. Um, so I think this is for Portland to clear up 2020, 2020 and 2021. Um, because at that point, Evan Turner comes off, um, Mohar, Myers, Leonard, they're all off the books there. Um, so if they can get rid of um, Swanigan there, um, and then they have team option for Zach Collins and Anthony Simons um, with Gary Trent on the books as well. That gives them a lot more flexibility. Um, they can still build around their big three. What the heck? Now, so take one guess who the first player traded from the Hawks is. Uh, I'm going to say Jeremy Lin. Tyler Dorsey. What? For, For Sheldon Mack. Whoa. Also, I'm seeing that the Lakers did the deal with the Clippers to open a roster spot, which is expected to be used on, you guessed it, Carmelo Anthony. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) There's that for you. So I I, I think think we should talk a little bit about um, how how LeBron, I think, is taking a big hit. not really on his legacy, but on his image right now. Um, oh, yeah. And it's confusing on why he's doing it. Uh, maybe he has a bigger master plan um, that ultimately ends up working for him, but right now it looks awful. Um, the whole thing with the, they asked him what advice you have for your young, young players with this trade rumors going on. He said, ask them. Then Harrison Barring gets traded in the middle of the trade. He has this big, long Instagram post. Um, He's not sitting, he's, there's like four or five chairs in between the rest of the team and him on the bench. Um, and now bringing in his friend Carmelo Anthony, who's um, not what the Lakers need right now. Uh, I'm not sure what he's doing, um, what the ultimate plan is, but the way the other teams are operating, um, it's not looking good for him in the Lakers. Yeah, I think the absolute worst, uh, I guess, I don't want to say worst thing he's done, but, like, the worst perception that he's given off was that picture from him sitting on the bench with literally three chairs between him and the rest of his teammates. And the one thing I think you can be super critical of LeBron for is that he, when when he feels something isn't working, or he, he's very stern in that he wants to have something like he wants to build his own roster and I know people always joke all the time like he's the GM he's the coach everything but there's some of that is kind of true where like he definitely wants to pick the players that's that are around him or at least the type of player and I truly believe that with the way that he's been acting this right around now that he was really expecting someone to come with him when he went to the Lakers I feel like he went knowing like okay this either is going to be short term with short term with this young core that uh he seems frustrated with or he fully expected there is another star coming with him right when he signed um because it just i mean if if he signed with the lakers knowing that this was going to be the roster he had to have known that this was also going to be what was going to happen yeah and i think because he signed with la he figured well these guys are gonna are all gonna come to LA. They all love LA. Everyone works out here. Um, 
Paul George demanding a trade there so I can get him. Um, KD, I think I can get him. I think that was his mindset. Uh, and, and now with Oklahoma City showing how much they put into a player um, in their organization, how much they care about them, um, Toronto doing the same thing. Uh, you got the Knicks making moves, so there's another big market team competing with him. I don't think he, he saw all this happening. And now he's um, not necessarily panicking, but forcing the issue of let's go do something right now. Um, if we don't get AD, uh, the Lakers don't get anybody, um, despite what Anthony Davis is saying. So um, I, I think the Lakers are in a not in a great spot, and I don't see them climbing out of this, especially opening a roster spot for Carmelo and Anthony. Um, I mean, maybe they trade for Chris Paul and take on him making $44 million in two years. So, <laughs> I just, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, even Chris Paul posted a picture of him sitting far down on the bench from his Rockets teammates, like, as a joke. If your own friends are joking about, like, your situation on your team, I feel like it's got something's got to open up to them and, I mean, I I, uh, I listened to Chris Bosh on Get Up yesterday, and he was just talking about how he he personally said he he expected LeBron to know what situation he was getting himself into, and that this was a long term play, and that you can't really rush it, um, and he feels like LeBron just hasn't quite gotten comfortable with the situation yet, uh, which is kind of weird because to me when I think of LeBron, I think of someone that can fit anywhere and like just make everyone else better and it hasn't really that hasn't clicked yet in LA at least yeah um, it, it's it's difficult with with him I don't think he took into fact took into factor that his his timeline is a lot shorter than it was in Miami than it was in second time in Cleveland um, his deal he's got a player option for when he's 37 years old for 41 million <laughs> That'll be nice. <laughs> um, and I don't see him seeing him playing much longer after 37 if he gets there. Um, so this... When, how long is that? Four years? 2021, years. 2022. Um, so three years from now. That's... I, well, he, he always says he wants to play with his son, who's 14 now. So that's got to be what? He, he needs at least four more years. Well... So 2022, I think, is when they're discussing getting rid of the one and done. But I th- isn't Bronny graduating in 2021? I think he's just a freshman now. I think he's a high school freshman. So, I mean, sophomore, junior, senior. So depending on when they do that, get rid of that one and done, um, it could be a good that deal, um, but that that's a lot going, <laughs> a lot of things going right for the Lakers. Them getting into a position where they can draft him, uh, right? So I don't know. I, I think the Lakers are in trouble. All right. So next update. <laughs> um, so Clippers are planning on waving Beasley, which I don't think we see as a surprise. Keep the keep the space for next year, even though he's a expiring. But that 
doesn't really fit with their plans right now anyways. Um, and then also the Memphis Grizzlies have committed to keeping Conley through the rest of the season. So it doesn't look like Conley's going to get moved. Yeah, that's something I predicted earlier in our podcast um, a few weeks ago, thinking that Gasol was going to be the only one traded. Just want to give myself a little pat on the back there. <laughs> um, I think Conley still has some value next, even in the summer. Uh, and I yeah, that's what they were saying, that uh, the Grizzlies are expecting the, the trade packages to increase as we get closer to uh, drafting to the summer. Yeah, I think so. Trade deadline and draft day are the, the days a lot of GMs seem to panic and, and make deals that end up being lopsided. Uh, and I think that's something that the Grizzlies can can trade into the first round with or with Connolly um, and get someone they really like. Um, not that there's many guys to really like in this draft, but um, I think they can certainly move up uh, in the sort of middle to end of the lottery for for a guy like Conley and get get a couple um, pieces back as well. So it'll be interesting to see um, draft time if Conley makes it through the draft still being on the Grizzlies. Just for – I just thought this was really funny because I just saw it, but MLB is trying to kind of compete right now, and they just had JT Realmuto get traded to the Phillies, who's like one of the more popular players – involved in trades the MLB's tweet has 11 retweets in one minute and Woj who just tweeted the Grizzlies are keeping Conley got 1.4 thousand retweet or 1,400 retweets uh in three minutes so <laughs> there's how that works for you <laughs> yeah it's this the the trajectory that the NBA's on um I think the NFL should be afraid uh, <laughs> Why? Because during the Super Bowl, people were talking about Anthony Davis going to Lakers. <laughs> the, the whole the fact that the entire Super Bowl week um, was talks about the the trades and trades that were going on, um, and there's been so many trades right now. I don't even remember who it was. Rose bomb. I just got Orlando for Markel Fultz. No, oh, really. Yep. That's a great move. I'm going to say Terrence Ross. And it's got to be one other player. Let's try it. That's the Woj bomb. That's the big one. Good. I've literally, I, I haven't seen someone tweet so many times in the span of 30 minutes with such important information in my life. <laughs> it's literally changing lives, his tweets. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even get a chance to, like, talk about the deal. It's like, this, is, this one happened for this team, and then yep. this one happened. Orlando Philly, so it's got to be Terrence Ross. I'm almost a thousand percent positive on that one. Um, Still see nothing updated, but I'll let you know. So Terrence Ross, he's making. I really want him to go to Atlanta. Damn it! So I forgot. I meant Fultz, not Ross. So Fultz for Ross. It's got to be one more Philly player for no Corkmoth. Maybe. Uh, so no picks are involved. Fulton, I say Fulton Corkmouse for Terrence Ross. That's my guess. Um, I think it's a huge move for Orlando. Uh, gives them a lot more flexibility in the, this upcoming draft. Um, wherever they land, they don't have to feel like they have to 
um, reach for John Morant. Uh, they can really just take who their favorite player is on the board. Ah, oh, dang, it was Jonathan Simmons. <laughs> That's weird because Jonathan Simmons has been very below average this season. Terrence Ross has been a lot better. Especially if it's one for one. <laughs> well, Simmons is so it might be one other player from Orlando. Um, Terrell Martin, maybe. Uh, wow. First round pick and a second round pick. That's a lot of value for folks. Yeah, no wonder the Hawks didn't do that. Okay, so the OKC pick is top t- top 20 protected, um, which Orlando's sending. <clears throat> but the Cleveland second rounder, um, that's a pretty valuable pick. Huh. Um, I that's pretty. That's pretty good get for the Sixers. It's just I would rather had no, like Terrence both. Ross, especially since yeah. Terrence Ross is just on the books for this this season. I think Jonathan Simmons is. Um, he's got another year. I don't. Know. Let me check if it's player option, but. Um, Terrence Ross has been a lot better. So it's partially non-guaranteed. Also, only a million dollars is guaranteed next season for Jonathan Simmons. So that's what makes it a little bit better. But, again, I would have rather had Terrence Ross if I'm I'm Philly. I think you probably lose the first rounder if you get Terrence Ross, though. For Philly? Yeah. Well, it's for OKC. It's OKC's first rounder um, for 2020. No, but I'm, I mean, I don't think the Magic would include that if oh, they were sending Terrence Ross right, instead right. of Simmons. Yeah, that's fair. Whoa. Um, Milos Teodosic is waived by the Clippers. I, there's been talks about him wanting to play back overseas. Um more so. cap space. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Clippers, they, I mean, they have to fill these roster spots. Uh, <laughs> Going to be a lot of 10 days. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is strange. I mean, it's going to be a lot of minimums. Um, take chances on guys. Because I don't think they're going to be in the buyout market, really. So let me count how many players they have now. Here, while you count, just to finish on Markel Fultz, I think a place like Orlando is so perfect for him because, seriously, someone tell me the last time that they heard the Orlando Magic mentioned and saw a highlight of them, literally anything about them. They have Vucevic, who's been absolutely incredible all year this year, and nobody really has heard about him. So Fultz can just go there, just continue to rehab his shoulder, continue to work on his game, and just get back to the player he was, and take off without the spotlight following him and just being so basically ridiculed and criticized while he was at uh, while he was in Philly. I think it's a perfect spot for him to go and try to be, be Markel again and it's a good chance for Orlando to take a shot on a young kid that was the first overall pick and has all the skill level to be that. Uh, so I think it works out. Philly gets to move on, um, replenish some picks that they've been moving around and get Jonathan Simmons, who 
even though he hasn't been great, I still think he can offer something as off the bench wing, uh, just with his athleticism and his defense. If if anything else. Yeah, I mean Philly's really shuffled their their uh, roster now, having Jonathan Simmons and James Ennis as wings on their bench, um, guys that tend to have games where they get hot or have games where they're really bad, uh, and they can sort of rotate through those two <laughs> and see from there. Um, but I count ten guys on the Clippers, so they need to get up to thirteen. <laughs> um, so they have to be at 13 by the end of the year. Um, so you, you'll see, I don't know, maybe Angel Delgado gets converted. Good. Um, but as far as Markel Fultz in Orlando, like you said, that's an absolute perfect fit. Um, I think Orlando has to make a couple more moves now for next, next season's cap space. Um, they're at 83 before that trade. So $83 million. Um, I think the projected cap's at 109 uh, I think if they can get rid of DJ Augustine um, and then wave and stretch Timothy Mozgov next season, um, that they can be in really good shape. Uh, so while we have... A couple seconds of quiet time before these last chaos of 10 minutes and then a couple minutes after to get the, the papers in. Um, you want to offer any, any trades you like to see? So, um, let me see. I got one for you if you want to take a minute. Yeah, you, you go first. All right, so I'm, I have – first of all, let me say I'm not very good at this trade thing. So you parse – these, these trades together and figure out what works and what doesn't. But uh, So you told me a couple days ago that you hope the Thunder got Miritich, which obviously it can't happen now because he's in Milwaukee. But a player that I look similar to Miritich um, that I think should be available, even though he probably won't be traded, uh, is Kelly Olenek from Miami. Uh, Decent-sized contract, and I just don't really think he's part of Miami's future. So... Kelly Olenek to the Thunder, uh, and then I didn't know which trade would work better, but one one I had was a second-round pick, uh, Patterson and Abrinas, and the other one, instead of the second-round pick, would be Hami and then Patterson and Abrinas. Um, I don't know if that's too much, too little, too what, but you Kelly Olenek to the Thunder, and then you decide what you send back. <laughs> yeah, I think Abrinas-Patterson makes makes a lot of sense. Those two get to that, because I think, what is Olenek at $12 million? Uh, yeah, I think 11 and a half or something like that off the top of my head. Um, let me double check because the... Yeah, I got it for you. Um, the Thunder have a $10.8 million trade exception. And... Yeah. Kelly's 12.5, sorry. So I can't fit into that. Um, they got that trade exception from the Carmelo to Atlanta trade. Um, so yeah, he's a little over 12... And he's got the decreasing contract. Uh, I would love to see Kelly Olenek. I think that's the biggest thing the Thunder need is an upgrade to Patrick Patterson right now. Um, don't get me wrong, I love Pat Pat. Um, but I think he's a little undersized. Uh, and when Steven Adams is in foul trouble, um, 
and there's a big center that needs to be guarded. Uh, sorry, Wesley Matthews just yeah. got bought out. Yeah. <laughs> Can't finish a thought anymore. <laughs> Drive me nuts. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, Thunder need a bigger space, a floor spacer um, as a backup center um, than Patrick Patterson. So I, I would, if I could get away with Patrick Patterson, bring us in a second. Because if Brinos is a restricted free agent, he still has value in this league because he's a great shooter. Um, I would do that uh, pretty quickly. Um, but as far as Wesley Matthews goes, he's going to be one of the most coveted buyout guys um, this year. Um, for me, I wouldn't be heartbroken if he didn't go to the Thunder, if he didn't go to a team that I enjoyed rooting for because he... His shot selection is, is pretty bad. Uh, I mean, if he can go to a, a contending team and just take open catch-and-shoot type threes, uh, I'm fine with him. But his shot I don't know if you, you saw the end of the tweet, but it said uh, the Pacers are the front runner. Yeah, and uh, I said that earlier today. The Pacers um, really like Wesley Matthews. Oh, there we go. Um, okay, nothing big there. Um, also, something's happening with the Hawks because I asked Kevin if anything's happening, and he said, We'll see. LOL. Oh, boy. So he's not telling me, but they're about to trade somebody. Or somebody's already been traded. They have to get yeah. rid of Lynn and Deadman for a, an asset. Um, At least. Get Come some, on. Get something. Because this is your only chance. They're gone after the season. Exactly. Um, and they both played really well. Yeah. This is the highest value they're going to have, even if you re-sign him next year. Uh, I think Lynn's got to go. Deadman's got to go. And Torian Prince. I, I, we've talked about this plenty of times, but uh, and I even tweeted this out. I really do think people who follow and, and know a lot about Atlanta Hawks um, have a much different opinion than sort of the, the national opinion of Torian Prince. I think the national opinion is that he's a really good 3 and D wing. Um, someone can really help, and then Atlanta's, he's a ball stopper, um, tries when he wants to, um, is very limited uh, defensively. So uh, it's like the biggest gap between those two, and I think the Hawks have to capitalize on that. But. I was hoping they were going to capitalize on it, at least with one of Deadman or Lynn, and then Tyler. Like- Torian Prince in there and try to get Fultz, but obviously that's too late. So the the Dorsey deal has to mean Lynn's gone because Shelvin Mack can play backup point guard. Yeah, Shelvin Mack's coming in. Um, you don't bring in Shelvin Mack to be a third string point guard uh, on a lottery team. <laughs> you don't need three point guards on a lottery team. Um, so. No. Every time I put my phone down, something happens. Yeah. This game's so dumb. And Woj needs to learn that I don't care about any buyout people until 301. Up until <laughs> three, it's strictly trades. <laughs> Seriously. I don't need commentary. I don't need anything. Just need trades. Yeah. Just strictly transactions right now. <laughs> there should be a, Twitter should put an option since they're like closely tied to sports now. You oh. should have like on trade deadline day where you can just turn off everything but trades. Yeah. 
Oh, I know. That'd be smart. Um, but, I'm, but, pat- I'm patenting that idea so nobody can steal that one. <laughs> so it looks like Ennis Cantor is, is gone, and that means DeAndre Jordan's going to stay. So I think that really hurts the Rockets, to be honest. Um, I think they were clearing cap space or roster spots, I mean, um, to sign a, a free uh, buyout big and were preferring DeAndre Jordan. Um, and now that I think the Knicks are going to keep him, they're going to have to just go who's, with who's out there. Um, but there's gonna I'm sure be- they'll make a run at Gortat, too. Yeah, I mean, Gortat could fit there, but seems like he's going to sign in Golden State. Um, so we got three minutes left. Then there's always a few that trickle in at like 305, though, so. Yeah. So who are you? Who do you say gets traded? Oh, man. Um, well, I don't think there's going to be any more huge splashes. Unless he comes in and swoops in for the AD deal that I told you earlier. Yeah, but I just really can't see Anthony Davis going anywhere until at least the summer. Yeah. Um, I think. Oh, and here we go. Transaction note Anthony Davis won't be traded Thursday. So you lose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, I don't know. In terms of the Hawks, I think there has to be of. Prince Bem- or Bembry, yeah, hopefully not. Uh, Prince, Bazemore, Deadman, and Lynn, I think at least two of them have to be gone just because they seem like they're somewhat hot commodities. I think the Bazemore to the Rockets deal that I thought was so set in stone like a month ago is pretty much dead in the water because Bazemore is a huge contract and it seems like the Rockets have kind of addressed their needs at, uh, on the wing position. But... Um, I don't know. I'm trying. Boston still hasn't done anything, which is really surprising. I haven't even like heard them make an offer to anyone about anything. So I'm wondering if there's something going on behind closed doors there. Um, and I don't know. I don't know that any, too much is going to happen. I wonder. Charlotte lost out on Gasol. Are they going to do anything or yeah. try to put anything together here quick? Well, Charlotte wants to get rid of Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. Um, I wonder why. I don't know if they can do that now within a minute. Um, <laughs> just fax that piece of paper and hope somebody signs it real fast. <laughs> just call some team and say, yeah, they're taking Frank Kaminsky and we're taking whatever they say. <laughs> just call the NBA and just start the trade call yourself, but just wait for someone else to respond. Yeah. Um, I, I do think Charlotte needs to do something. Um, Realistically, so the East playoff is basically set um, outside of the eight spot, who it's going to be. Um, I think so. It's a battle between for the last three spots in the East it's Brooklyn, Charlotte, Miami, Detroit. Um, one of those teams is not going to get in. Uh, my guess is Miami. Um, but it looks like the East is set. So I think Detroit and Charlotte might make a minor move here. Um, and then the West, it's really turned into a battle between Sacramento and the Lakers for that eight spot. So the deadline is officially over, but 
some things can still trickle through. So would you right, so, go ahead? While while uh, the, the one the one player that I still don't understand how he wasn't talking about being moved, and I tried multiple trades with him is Kevin Love. I really truly thought that the Cavs were going to give up and just try to move Kevin Love. Um, so I tried two, both of the Western Conference. I tried to get them on Utah and Portland. Uh, so tell me which one you the, again. I'm not the greatest with these, but tell me which one you like better. So Utah, I did Favors, Cephalosha, and Royce O'Neal just because I had to match salaries, and that was kind of my only options. Uh, and then two firsts for Kevin Love. Portland, same kind of deal. Aminu, Harkless, Leonard. Now I think you can even throw in Scal uh, and maybe like a first and a second or two firsts again. But I just want to get Kevin Love on either of those teams. Yeah, I would I would love Kevin Love in, in Portland, I think, a little bit more than Utah. Um, and all both of those all those contracts are expiring and uh, so it's really just a move for picks for the Cavs is how I did it. Yeah. Um, so I think that what what Cleveland will ultimately do is wait until next deadline for Kevin Love. Uh, because he still has um, he just signed that new deal, uh, and he's on the books until 2022-2023. Um, so they still have plenty of time to trade him. Uh, but I, I do like those deals um, to get the picks. What the? Uh-oh, what happened? Jabari Bird traded from Boston to Atlanta. Oh, well, hopefully they wave him right away because he's not a good human being, but... <laughs> But who is that possibly for? Because yeah, he only makes about one point six million, I believe, off the top of my head. Um, who tweeted that out? Uh, Chris Haynes. So let's take a look. Hornets were not able to find a trade partner for Kaminsky. He's expected to be a buyout candidate. That's interesting. Okay, so Jabari Bird makes $1.3 million. Daniel Hamilton? Maybe? Yeah, it's Hamilton, Jalen Adams. Or maybe just like, I don't know, money, and then they're just going to waive them? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's opening a roster spot. Okay, so one, two. Yeah, so... This gives them an open roster spot. Apparently, Boston struck out um, with trades, so get rid of, getting rid of Jabari Bird, probably attaching a second with that, or cash considerations. Um, so they'll have one open roster spot um, and be able to sign a buyout guy like Ennis Cantor. Um, so before we... We move into the buyout guys. What name some of your favorite trades? Some of the, your least favorite trades. That happened. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, Harrison Barnes to the Rockets or to the Rockets to the Kings. I liked a lot. Um, I also liked Alec Burks to the Kings quite a bit. I think the Kings did really well, which is something I never thought I'd ever say out loud. 
Um, I really didn't like Otto to the Bulls just because I think they didn't get enough in return. I know people are saying it's a nice chance to evaluate Bobby Portis and see what you get because he's young and you have a chance to extend. But I feel like there had to have been more out there for Otto. Um, uh, what else did we have? Lakers, I hated the Reggie Bullock for speed because I think, first of all, I think speed's better. And second of all, it just didn't make any, like, it's, you're trading one for one there, basically. I don't, I didn't get that one. Um, the, I liked Rodney Hood to the Blazers. There weren't too many I really hated, to be completely honest. Yeah, uh, I thought the Wizards one with Keith was weird. Marquise Morris in his 2023 second-round pick to get Wesley Johnson. Uh, I thought that was very strange. Um, I know um, Wesley Johnson's only making $6 million, where Keith, I think, is at 8.1 or something. Or 8.6. But again, he's in a, I guess it's just that, that seems strictly to be a um, to get under the Luxury tax. Um, the Suns heat trade. Uh, I thought Phoenix could have got one more asset. Um, I know the Heat are taking Ryan Anderson, um, but I think they could have flipped Wayne Ellington for a second um, rather than just having a rotation guy play in a, a, a one of the worst teams in the NBA. Um, yeah, I mean, the Tobias trade, I liked for both teams. Um, I would have, I think I told you this, I would have preferred they made this trade before the Jimmy Butler trade. Um, because I think having Covington with Tobias Harris as your forwards with J.J., Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, um, I think is a little bit better than having a very easily disgruntled Jimmy Butler um, and still having um, Sarge uh, coming off the bench. But the Clippers did it again to, to clear out space and they getting four picks for an unrestricted free agent this summer um, is a huge move for them. And I'm just happy Toby and Bobby are still together. <laughs> that was the first thing I looked for when I saw the trade, just to see if Bobby went with them. I think they did sign this in the CBA, that they have to be traded together. Um, <laughs> so I would have ever thought that those two would be best friends. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. And I, it, I'm just happy that they're going to be on a team that's making the second round of the playoffs, possibly finals. Um, and they can see those two guys, uh, how great they are together. Um, but I think an underrated uh, asset that they got, and that was Mike Scott. He's been having a great year for um, for the Clippers. I think he brings what um, Mike Muscala did bring, but a little bit more, um, a little bit better of a shooter in my opinion. Um, and a better playmaker. Um, I'm just sort of going through some of the trades. So, 
Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. I think the biggest winners, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, Sacramento Kings. Um, and, and Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because currently he's on Instagram Live playing the song, We Ain't Going Nowhere. <laughs> Very loudly. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I don't know if you saw, but Lavar came out of hibernation to say that the Lakers couldn't win a championship without, or LeBron couldn't win a championship without Lonzo on the Lakers. Yeah, he also said Lonzo's better than LeBron, and that um, Magic isn't running the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's another day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but who are some losers you think? Uh, or I guess wait before we get into that I think Houston is a little bit of a winner. Um, same with Philly, Dallas. Um, yeah, I think those are the the big winners. Toronto a little bit. I'd say they're a minor winner. Um, and then who are some of your, who are some of your winners? Did I miss anybody? Um, no, I think. I think the Bucks and the Kings are probably my two big winners. I think the Raptors are close. Uh, I really like Orlando getting. Oh Markel. yeah, I know they Orlando. had to give up. They had to give up that first, but you said it's what top twenty protected. And it's from Oklahoma City, so yeah, so it's a late first. That's this year, twenty twenty. So it's next still, next. that's still Russ and PG and everybody. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think most most of the teams that made that were buying players, I think, did really well. I don't think there were many teams that made a dumb trade if they were buyers. There were some sellers like the Wizards that I think were dumb uh, and could have gotten more, or at least just evaluated their options a little further. Um, the Lakers, I think, were a big loser because I think not only did they not get who they were going for, but they also possibly sabotaged their entire roster, and that's not great. Yeah, one, uh, so one trade slipped through. Um, Greg Marone is second from Toronto to Brooklyn. Don't know the, the other side of it. Um, but I, I can I give you my Brooklyn trade? Yeah, please. All right. Vucevic to Brooklyn. For Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Jared Dudley, and this year's Denver's first, plus possibly next year's second. I think Orlando might ask for a little bit more. Um, I tried to keep it relatively thin because I knew Vucevic was possibly not going to be there next year. So let's let's look at this. So I think I just really want to see Vucevic on a team like Brooklyn because I think that could take them to a whole nother level, especially with Karis LeVert coming back soon and Dinwiddie back in, what, less than a month now? So, Karis LeVert's actually playing tomorrow. Um, That's unreal. Kenny Atkinson came out and said that today. Science. <laughs> Medicine, science, whatever you want to call it, that's incredible. Yeah, that, that is really, truly unbelievable. Um, so, let's, let's look at Brooklyn, Orlando. Let's see. Maybe a sign-and-trade this summer. Um, so if 
that you could include DJ Augustine. I guess Dudley would be a free agent. So Damari Carroll. And Kubritz, I, I think, could do it. And a pick. I don't know. I'll do it. Vucevic, I'll still do it. Vucevic would be a fun... Uh, would be fun on Brooklyn for sure, especially next to Jared Allen. Um, exactly. Because Vucevic can stretch the floor. Uh, Jared Allen can protect the hoop. Uh, and then they have Spencer re-sign D'Angelo, um, have Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, just a bunch of shooters around that. So um, I think it was smart of Brooklyn not to do too much around this trade deadline. Stay with your core. Um, really grow it. Uh, they have their own pick and Denver's pick this year. Could use that to package to move up a couple spots um, and get someone they really like. Um, yeah, I think they were smart to sort of stay pat. Um, I think Brooklyn's interesting in trades because it's not like other teams that can just move like a big contract or a star or something like that. Brooklyn has a lot of small pieces that fit together and make an awesome puzzle. And when you trade, and it's kind of like the Pacers, like when you trade players like that, you have to trade a few of them just for either salaries to match or uh, it to be enough. And Sometimes, even though you might get an awesome player in return, if you have to give up four or five of your role players that fit together in this perfect puzzle, you might actually be losing out. So, I mean, they're, what, in the sixth seed right now? Yeah. Pacers are probably going to drop down because they don't have Old Depot, obviously, and they've already struggled without him. And you're getting your best player back tomorrow. So <laughs> it's not the worst idea to stick with what you got. Yeah, yeah, I think they're... I think their ceiling right now is ultimately a four seed, or five seed, excuse me. Um, but I think they're a playoff behind team. four loaded teams. Right, right, and um, they've been playing really good basketball. So, so Shelvin Mack's going to be waived by the Hawks. Oh, so I guess Lynn is staying. I think it's a What's real. I think Atlanta's a loser for this this trade deadline. Guess um, what I bet you happens with Atlanta. What's that? Terrence Jones is on their G League team, and he's been averaging nearly a triple-double. I have a feeling he gets signed to the roster, and then they keep Poitras and Jalen Adams as their two-way guys. Yeah. I could see that. Because I think they can just see what if Terrence Jones is like still an NBA player for the rest of the year. Uh, and I don't know. It, it's very strange to me they didn't make more moves, but I guess... They had, I know they had a big team meeting in the locker room and everything was very transparent from the beginning. All the players that were actively being shopped around and talked about in trades all knew that they were being involved in trades. And uh, I guess, I, from what I understand, they, they definitely came together a little bit more as a team. They all enjoy each other as a team. And I think they kind of are happy they're keeping it together from the players' aspect. But from the team and fan aspect, I would have like to see them try to get some more picks or uh, move some of these guys with really high um, trade values right now. Yeah, I think they really missed out uh, because let's look at their books next year. I mean, 
they don't have the expirings that they did this year. Um, they have Miles Plumley, who doesn't have much value. Um, Kent Bazemore, if he opts in. Alex Len, uh, Torian Prince is going to be expiring at $3.4 million. So it's not like you're going to bring a lot back from that. Um, and then DeAndre Bembry. Those are the only expirings right now for next year. Obviously, they have free agency where they can sign guys to one-year deals, but I think with Lynn and Deadman, I think they had a, a solid market that people were looking at um, on really team-friendly deals. Uh, I think they really missed out um, with that one. Because, I mean, they're not going to be a playoff team next year, so they could have took on someone with some money for next year. Uh, to get another, to get a first rounder of Brandon Knight and a first for Jeremy Lin or Deadman. Um, I would have done that in a heartbeat. So I don't All know. right. And, and Two Tor- more updates. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say they had to get rid of Torian Prince at this deadline. Yeah. I think they Before that. people realized how good he really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Nets are waving Greg Monroe. That trade's basically just going to end up being the 2021 20, second-round pick from Toronto. And Detroit is the most active team in trying to get Wayne Ellington in the buyout market. Well, when Detroit trades all their wings, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see why they're being very aggressive there. They'll probably offer him a two-year deal or something ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but I wonder if something has to has to go back to to Toronto with that Greg Monroe deal um, and it can't simply be cash so um, I wonder if it's a trade rights to an overseas player that won't ever come over so um, yeah I mean outside of Atlanta I think Washington um, New Orleans was a loser for me until I realized they got four second round picks two of which are from the Wizards in that Miritich um, trade. So that was that was good. Um, again, Markeith Morris in a pick. It was a good trade for Wesley Johnson. Um, truly unbelievable they got that. So, yeah, I think Atlanta, Washington um, are the two biggest losers. I don't know. You think anyone else? Maybe Charlotte? striking out on Saul and not being able to get rid of Kaminsky. Yeah, I think Charlotte's had a rough time trying to find somebody to go with Kemba for the last couple of years. It seems like they're, they're trying to trade Kemba or trying to trade for a star to play with them, and none of that has ever happened. So, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough for these smaller market teams because technically you have three ways to acquire a player, um, the draft, trades, and free agency. Um, but for smaller market teams, it's more realistic of two in two ways, drafting and trading. Um, so you see teams like OKC, San Antonio, Toronto um, that draft really well um, and are able to then trade really well. Um, Charlotte's turning around with drafting. Um, I think Malik Monk and Miles Bridges have been very good draft picks for end of the lottery. Um, but now they have to start working on getting those trades. I think Jeremy Lamb had a ton of value. Um, it's just it's difficult when you have Nicholas Batum's contract on your books. Um, 
but I think they should have made some sort of move to, to make Kemba want to stay. Anybody else you think really struck out? Um, Boston, I thought, should have done something. I'm gonna wait and see what they who they are trying to get in this buyout market to to say they really lost because of the players that were uh, at least of the players that were traded. I don't think they Bulls and Robin Lopez are yep a buyout gonna buy out. But of the guys that moved around, I don't think Boston missed out too bad because um, obviously they already they're loaded at the wing position. Boston's the type of team that it was either going to be an absolutely home run trade or a trade of someone you might have never heard of before. So it's kind of like if they don't get Anthony Davis or someone like that, they lose. Um, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not too disappointed the Celtics didn't do anything. I think, obviously, Anthony Davis, they can't trade for him until July. I think July. Well, yep. summer or whatever. July 7th. So I'm not shocked, but... Um, I know Celtics fans really wanted something to happen. The reason I, I brought them up is because of what Milwaukee, Toronto, um, and Philly did. Right. Um, because in my eyes, Milwaukee and Toronto were ahead of Boston going into today. Um, and now they're, they've really stepped, taken another step above them. So I felt like they needed to do something um, to catch up. And another team that... Um, was shocking to me with the amount of expirings that they had on their um, was the Knicks that they didn't do anything. Um, I feel like Ennis Cantor as an expiring at age 26 could have brought something back. Uh, and if Fisdale didn't piss him off and not play him and he went to the media about how he hates that he's not playing, wants to be on a contender, I think that really hurt their value. Um, so if they actually played him um, and showed that he's very valuable, um, they could have traded him for something. Yeah, I agree. And we just got Leslie Matthews confirmed to the Pacers. Yep. So I, I, I think that's um, – I think with Leslie Matthews going into a position where – they're, he's on a team that doesn't have a go-to scorer technically right now. Um, he's going to do more damage than good um, with his shot selection. Uh, I think you saw that at times in Dallas. Um, when Luka was out or Dennis Smith was out, he was thinking he was sort of the go-to guy. Um, so it makes sense for Indiana to sign him to sort of replace um, Oladipo's defense um, at, the, at the shooting guard. Um, but I think ultimately he doesn't move the needle for them. Um, so now let's, let's talk a little bit about predictions of buyout guys. Where do you see them going? Give me some options. <laughs> so the buyout guys that I'm seeing, Robin Lopez, Ennis Cantor, um, Frank Kaminsky, um, I think... One of Jeremy Lin or both of Deadman might be buyout guys. Um, those are just some. Let's, let's start with them and then I'll, I'll look for All right. more. Uh, so, Lopez. I could see either Boston or the Rockets. I, 
that was the he. I heard him with with the Warriors early on, but now that the Warriors might be in on Gortat, I'm not sure how oh, that's going to work out. Yeah, Gortat's another one. Zach Randolph. He's really weird. I have no idea what to think about that one. Um, Pau Gasol. Um, how about Kaminsky to the Thunder? You like that? Um, he could be a bigger pick and pop. Pat Pat. If they strike out um, with every, with everyone else, because um, there's not many wings, it's just mainly mainly big guys. So Chandler Parsons might be. Um, So, um, for me, I think Robin Lopez goes to Houston, um, Gortat to the Warriors, Ennis Cancer to Boston. Um, obviously, Wesley Matthews to the Pacers. Nailed that one. Um, maybe J.R. Smith. I didn't think of him. Kind of surprised you didn't get moved. Yeah. Um, Jamal Crawford, possibly. Um, Damari Carroll. I don't know. These guys, it's tough with these guys. Uh, I think Portland, OKC, Philly. Uh, Not so much Philly anymore, um, but those type of teams are looking for wings. Um, I've also been saying Carmelo is going to be on the Lakers since he literally was not playing on the Rockets this year. So just, <laughs> it's a matter of time before that actually happens. Well, yeah, that, that's a clear cut. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jr. I can see him going. I can see him going back to the Lakers. <laughs> um. LeBron just can't get away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamal Crawford, I can see. I think he gets bought out and just retires, I think. Um, same with Randolph. I could see Jamal Crawford getting bought out and joining James Jones as like an assistant GM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Jeremy Lynn, I can see going to Philly. Um Try to Philly get rid of TJ McConnell um, and get more of a a scoring point guard as their backup. Um, Wayne Ellington, Detroit. <laughs> Detroit's gonna go really hard after him. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see a lot of these guys. Um, if you're looking for a center, you're in good shape. If yeah. you're not, you're screwed. <laughs> Maybe Charlotte signs um, a center. I think Cody Zeller and another center would be good for them. Yep, so Cantor's officially released. Um, I would like to see him back in OKC, honestly. Um, again, like I said, I've been saying a guy that can stretch the floor and um, bang, bang down with the big guys um, a little bit better than Patrick Patterson. So I think with um, the Thunder trading Timothy Luau Caribou, um, 
for cash and a, a pick, uh, I think, is because they wanted an open roster spot. And Cantor would make sense. Wayne Ellington, I think they're going to go hard after as well. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it's just been crazy. It's hard to think right now. <laughs> I've said so many names today, I can't even remember who's where. I know. It's, yeah. But anything else you want to talk about today? Or? Uh, I don't know what day. Oh, yeah. Is the is the All-Star draft tonight? I believe so. That's ridiculous. Are oh, they trying yeah. to break the whole internet? Let's do this. Let's do this. Who do you want to be, LeBron or Giannis? Uh, I don't care. Well, let me let's pull the here. You be you be Giannis because that's your guy, and I'll be LeBron. Okay, that works. Are we about to draft? Yep. Oh man, <laughs> I didn't prepare. Neither did I. Uh, but I want to get a list of the guys up. So I. Yeah, let me do the same. If you find a good site for it, let me know. Uh, I mean, NBA.com has just all their pictures and listed starters and reserves. It's not the easiest thing to follow, but it's it's all there. <laughs> so how what how's this go? We pick our starters from the starter pool, and then afterwards we have to go through the reserves, right? Yeah. All right. And do you know if it's snake draft or is it just like straight up? Uh, I think I get, well, first person gets one, then two, then one, whatever. Snake. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. At least I think. Yeah, it's tonight at 7 Eastern. Um, Did you hear what Giannis's two predictions or two what he wants to do were? Yeah, Middleton and Steph Curry. Yep. Surrounding the shooters. All right. So. the first pick because he had the most votes. So I got the first pick? Yep, go ahead. Uh, I'll go with KD. Uh, I'm taking Steph. We should really write this down. Oh, yeah. Do you got it? Uh, yeah. You get two, by the way. Oh, so I'll take Steph. Um, wow, that's like cheating. I'd so much rather have the second pick. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'll take Steph and Paul George. Saw that one coming. <laughs> so I get two now. Uh, James Harden and I'll go with Joel. Dang, that's who I was going with. Sorry. Um, Not really. So I'm going Kawhi and Kemba, I guess, right? Does that mean we're done? Or did you take Kyrie? Nope. Oh, no. Kawhi and Kyrie. My bad. 
So you're going Kawhi and Kyrie. Okay. Uh, how many are left? So I think Kemba's the only. Yeah, he's the only one left. I only got three players. Oh, LeBron. Duh. <laughs> All right. Yes. Then I got Kemba. Uh, so then I'll pick my first reserve, and then you get two after that. Uh, I'm going. Wow, there's a lot of reserves. Yeah. I'm going Anthony Davis. I'm going Jokic and Bradley Beal. Stop going so fast. Sorry. I just got really excited <laughs> for those two picks. <laughs> those are two Jokic of my guys. Bradley Beal. All right. My team's uh, already better, so. Yeah, okay, whatever you say. Uh, give me Dame and Russ. You suck. Um, well, Russell's like cheating in an all-star game because he's the only person that plays hard, so. <laughs> yeah. It's like automatic points. I'm going to go um, Ben Simmons and Blake Griffin. Nope, not Blake Griffin. Clay Thompson, sorry. Cheater. <laughs> um, I will go with... Vucevic and Chris Middleton. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make sure there wasn't someone better above. I didn't let nobody pick yet. Okay. I'm going to go Blake and D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> just really want to pick Blake, huh? Yeah. Well, I figured I'd get him later in the draft. It's because you knew I wasn't going to pick him. <laughs> uh, who the hell's left? You got Aldridge. Oh, shoot. Carl Anthony Towns. Who's subbing? Wait, why is Oladipo on this list? Did they pick a replacement for him? Yeah. No, Russell's the replacement. Yeah. I think they just left him on the list. Yeah. And then they they don't have – oh, yeah, they do have Dirk. Dirk – so we have Dirk, D-Wade, Cat. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. And and that's it? Yeah. All right. Holy – Crap. Someone's getting stuck. Uh, Someone's getting stuck with Dirk and Dwayne Wade. <laughs> how, how about we split those guys? Yeah, well, I, I want Wade. I want Dirk, so that works out. All right. Um, so now we have Cat, Lowry, and LaMarcus, and I only get – I get two of them. You only get one. Yeah, I know who I'm getting. Because <laughs> you're, it's your pick. I'm going to go – I don't think you know who you're getting, because I hate all of you. Well, I like Kyle, but I'm going Kyle and Cat, I guess. Yeah, exactly what I thought. <laughs> so. I got, I haven't written down the last couple, so I have Wade and Cat and Kyle, and you have Dirk and Aldridge. Yep. I feel like I forgot somebody. All right, are you, are you on your computer still? Yeah, so who's my starting lineup? All right, so you have Steph, Paul George, Kawhi, Kyrie, and Giannis. Giannis. Yeah, yeah, I won. <laughs> Easy, tough guy. <laughs> Can you write mine down, too? Oh, you want me to write this stuff down? Hold on. Oh. <laughs> I thought that's what you were doing. <laughs> I thought you had it written down. Well, I just wrote down an order of who we picked. It's really confusing to read. Hold on. 
we'll we'll tweet these out after. Yeah, let's see who thinks had who has the best team. So all right, so you have Kemba. All right, so what? You have Kemba, James Harden, uh, KD, LeBron, and Joel. Right. Damn it, Kemba. It's a pretty good team. I just got screwed with the last pick. <laughs> yeah. All right, reserves. All right, I'll just do all of you right here. Okay. Uh, Jokic and Beal. Yep. Ben Simmons and Clay. Blake Griffin and D'Lo. And Dirk and Aldridge. I like how you put it in that order. <laughs> All right. And then I have Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Russ and Middleton, uh, Vucevic and D. Wade, and then Cat and Kyle Lowry. I think your starters are better, but I think my reserves are better. Well, Yoga JD. Um, no, I have AD. No, I'm I'm comparing. I oh. say, I say that's a wash. Beal, Dame. I like Bradley better. But I like Dame better, so it sucks to be you. It's a wash. Simmons, Westbrook. Wash. <laughs> Clay Middleton are a wash. Blake Foose. Basically a wash. I mean... Dirk. Coming down the way in Dirk. <laughs> 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 so you have an advantage with Cat over Aldridge. And I think I like D'Lo a little bit better than Lowry this year. Yeah. So it's literally then, down to Dirk and Wade. <laughs> <laughs> well, you your starters win, so I think you have a little bit better team. Because I think Kyrie, I think, is a little better than Kemba. And, cool. well, who's your big... You don't have one, right? Giannis. <laughs> but Giannis is either going to have a ball game or he's going to be on the bench really quick. Giannis is 6'11 and jacked. It's not like he's <laughs> small. <laughs> I know, but I got three 6'11. Oh, and two of them are jacked. Fine, I'll have Steph come off the bench and destroy your reserves. <laughs> I, don't think you, I don't think you're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's close. We both we, we, we'll have good rosters. I'm happy with my well, roster. Well, we can't have bad rosters. They're all-stars. <laughs> ah, your reserves <laughs> could be quite bad if you like some weird people. Yeah. How about this? Let's, let's pick the worst starters lineup you can do. Wow, that's tough. So All no, right. no offense to these guys, but just... Yeah, the worst top ten players in the NBA is not bad. <laughs> yeah. So Kemba? Yeah. Holy crap, who do you go after that? <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god. Just based off play this year, LeBron. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kyrie, just, maybe? Kyrie, but he's playing great. Well, who's your best? It's got to be Harden, Paul George, Steph, and so Steph Harden, Embiid. So Steph Harden, KD. Paul George and Giannis, I think are the best five. <laughs> so then your bad is LeBron, Joel, Kyrie, Kawhi, and Kemba. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sign me up. 
my god. Yeah, so there's there's some good dudes out there. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have to cut this one down a little bit. We've gone way over. <laughs> this is a fun fun one this time. For sure. Um, we'll be back into our normal. I guess we got NBA next. Um, who do you want to cover next for teams? Uh, Let's do Philly because of how many trades they've made. Sure, and Houston then, since they did the same. Yeah, yeah, we'll do Philly and Houston. Um, yeah, we'll do those two teams next. Also, I don't know if you saw, but we have another friendly wager tonight. I did not see who's playing. Abs and Caps. Oh yeah, I did actually see that. <laughs> both teams, both teams are going downhill quick. We gotta figure out a way to turn us around. Yeah. Just put anyone else in goalie other than Varley. Gosh. Um, but yeah, do we want to throw out some picks for tonight? Sure, why not? It's not like I'm going to get it right anyway, so I might as well do it. Yeah, I mean, we got some picks coming up for college Saturday, but tonight, um, sort of some boring games tonight, really. Um, I think Lakers-Celtics interesting. Let's see if the Lakers can bounce back from a 40-point drubbing and then go to Boston. Yeah, and it's not a fun place to go after a really bad loss. So, um, I don't know. Do you got any picks for tonight? Uh, I hate all the teams that I want to pick, so it's tough. <laughs> I guess uh, Jeez. I'll go... Damn, this is not fun. Yeah, I can't believe the Thunder have a 14.5-point favorite. <laughs> they are playing yeah, that's a lot. blew up everything. Um, and I think I saw when Gasol and Conley are both off the floor for the Grizzlies, they're getting outscored by 7 or 8 points per 100 possessions. Do you think Gasol plays for the Raptors tonight? No. No, he'll play... I would say Saturday. Do they play Saturday? Well, yeah, they play I'm still, I'm still picking the Raptors over the Hawks because the Hawks just came back from 14 days on the road. They've been home for two days, didn't have anything going on. I think they're going to be a little tired. Yeah, no, I like that one. Um, I'm going to take San Antonio plus seven in Portland. Um, I know San Antonio is coming off a of back to back. And but they didn't even have. Uh, DeRozan or Aldridge last night. Yeah, and they played really poorly, so um, Popovich is going to have those guys ready to go. Um, I think they cover those. I'm going to say um, plus seven and a half because don't want to Real quick, did you see what Pop said about uh, step backs last night? I did not. He said, someone asked him what he thinks about like how step backs are officiated, and he said, oh, you mean when the player jumps back and then travels two more times and then shoots it? <laughs> Yeah, he's old school, so <laughs> I get it. Um, but yeah, so those are picks. Um, obviously, went over a ton of trades, so don't have to do a trade. Yeah, seriously. And next time we'll get we'll learn a little bit more about the salary cap, and I'll explain some of those, the bird rights, and, and some of the trade exceptions that have happened. Um, but yeah, that was our our trade deadline day. Um, pod, yes. So here's uh, DJ Zenus for the rest.
Asian. Sorry if I'm blunt, but your boy kind of fake. Just need a chick to throw it back when I'm lazy. Love it or hate it. Doing my two steps. Looking fresh from the shoes to the crew. Man, it ain't even two yet. Make a run before we run out. Party all night till the sun's out. Hack weed over with basics. Got the cups lined up in the basement. Party hard till the cops show up. Get out on the floor. All I want 